God is a great persuasionist. I mean, Jesus was an ultimate persuader. Like, 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 think about Abraham. He was persuaded to leave. Not convinced. Him. Yeah, he was persuaded. persuaded. Right, he was persuaded. God persuades you. In other words, he presents to you. He acknowledges that you have an issue. He understands your issue better than you understand your issue. Yeah. So he gives you a solution that's going to deal with the root cause of the issue. Yep. Remember, God's provision, and this is when we get into Jehovah Jireh, his provision and his provisionary methods are designed to last you for a lifetime. Not for a day, mm. not for a week, mm -hmm. not for a season, a but for a lifetime. Like Adam, Adam's life in the garden, well, that was going like like every tree, freely, right. all the time, whenever you want to, for the rest of your life. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Welcome to our first ever yeah. Winners One podcast, Building Wealth God's Way edition. I'm Caitlin. I am Aramis. <laughs> and I'm Coach Dave. And today we are going to be introducing what the Building Wealth God's Way brand is, our mission, and what we want to share with all of you. So we will just, you know. Yeah, yeah we are excited uh, for this launch. We've been actually building a, um, a portal of videos for our first um, continuity offer to all of our uh, faith-based you know, entrepreneurs, people who are really, really looking to uh, build uh, wealth God's way mm -hmm. and not have to deal with the hassles and the labor intensive way that the world and that most of your, you know, what we right. call um, faith based, faith based entrepreneur coaches are coaching folks to, you know, work by the sweat of their brow and, yeah. and put in all this work and, you know, wear themselves out. Well, really, that's not God's way at all. Mm -hmm. And so we want to bring a, a perspective of the way God would have us to build wealth that's based on his provision and not on your production. And, and that's going to, we feel like, you know, disrupt the marketplace and get people on course and on track to, to do things the way God would have them to do it. You know, so you're saying people with, can get away from the 9 to 5. Oh, uh, no, well, get away from the 9 to 5 and ultimately more the labor-intensive mm -hmm. mindset that, that, you know, the church and, and their leadership has adopted. Now, don't get me wrong, you got to work, you got to put work in. Mm -hmm. But the work isn't designed to cause you to have ulcers. And it calls you to wear yourself out to the bone and, and need a break and need to, you know, go away for six months and all that stuff. That, Become work depressed on Sunday night. Right, right. It's, <laughs> it's not designed for that. And, and also, you know, it's not that everything that we're, we're talking about has gotten people off on the wrong track. You know, the idea of God uh, is to, you know, live, live to the point to where you don't have your wealth creation strategy is not directly associated with your time. And that's the mistake a lot of us make and that the world has trapped us into is exchanging our time for money. Mm. When God's intention was to exchange your gifting for money. Now, there's always time involved in that, but the time was put in on the front end. And you can put it in, you can, you can then rest. You can rest because everything is in place now. Mm. And, and now it's just about as Adam was intentionally, I'm sorry, as Adam was originally um, instructed to do, it's just it's, it's to, it's to dress and keep and not not produce mm. right not to work by the sweat of your brow to make it happen so i believe there's a rest in our work that adam had that god intended for us to have and 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 we're talking about getting to the place to where we build a structure and a um uh, uh, the economy of the kingdom is one of such that we can that we can put together a structure to where we actually we act, we're at rest while we're working mm. and what that speaks to is just man i love what i do I enjoy what I do. I look forward to doing what I do. 
It's like th like work is actually energizing. And I know I know that sounds I know that sounds countercultural, <laughs> but work is actually energizing. Like when I go to work, I'm energized. I leave I, like I'm like like I gotta I gotta make myself go home. Right. right? That's the idea that God had for work. Mm. You know you know what you know what you know what, what was designed to make me go home and get home. And leave work, something that was greater than work. You that know, wife. that woman, that woman, <laughs> man, that woman, <laughs> that way it was. Man, I got to go. See, that that's the one thing that that is designed. But technically, the woman is supposed to be working with you. You know, mm -hmm. um, she's a part of it. But but yeah, that's the one thing that that should that should that should want to make man tear himself away from work. It's it's, it's even better at home. Mm -hmm. It's even better. At home. That's why that's why we do both. That's why we got our gospel love brand, which makes things right at home. And then we gotta build them with God's way, brand. Now, now when you leave home, now, now, now it's like, man, I can't wait, to, I can't wait to get back home. And so, it's um, we look, we're looking forward to really, really revealing and and giving away insight to what God has shown us and how now He has a strategy for us to build wealth, and He has a way for us to do it that is not, you know, um, going to cause us a premature death. Mm. Hey, what's up? I'm sure you heard something that either changed you, challenged you, or is going to transform your life. If you want to hear more of this valuable content related around building wealth God's way, go to our Build Wealth God's Way website and you will be blessed beyond measure. Right, right. So you have here, God is the ultimate entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, what, you what I build the God's, Building Wealth God's Way brand, it, it's, it's basically centered around... Um, helping people get to the point to where they're not dependent upon, you know, exchanging their time for money. Mm -hmm. And they're not, they're not dependent upon, you know, being controlled by what the job um, demands of them, mm -hmm. right? Every job has its demands, and mm -hmm. they're going to demand of you more than what they pay you. Right. right? That's the idea of the perversion of capitalism that we have um, in, in our society today. They're going to demand more. The idea of a king, which is what an entrepreneur is, is to take as much from you as he can and give you as little as he can of, of himself, yeah. which is upside down. That's not God's mind of a king. We're mm -hmm. going to talk about that as well. But the the notion of being able to have the liberty and the freedom to uh, to do work as as you know you were you were you desire. Mm -hmm. Let me say it like that um, is is what we're getting after. And uh, before we do that, though, we have to we have to you know we have to have the minds have to be renewed. Yeah. The mind of the believer. And I'm speaking specifically to believers first. Mm -hmm. Their minds have to be renewed as it pertains to building wealth, even as it pertains to money, mm -hmm. even as it pertains to who God is and how God functions in the earth, how God functions as a God, how God functions as a lover, how God functions as an entrepreneur. We have to see God differently than what we've been presented. We've been presented a very uh, angry, uh, uh, religious, um, my way or the highway type of God, and, and that's not who God is at all. You know, God revealed himself. The first revelation he gave man of himself was in Genesis. Well, what was he doing in Genesis? He was demonstrating his entrepreneurial skill. Mm -hmm. Right? Entrepreneurs at their core, they're solutionists. They're problem solvers. Well, God had a desire for man to come and dwell in the earth. There was a problem. He couldn't see none. It was dark. <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't walk around. <laughs> he, he cut the lights off. It was dark. So he says, huh? Right? So he said, listen. He said, light be. Right, and so when God, when God was operating in His fullness, He was operating as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. He was operating as a problem solver. He was coming up with solutions to problems that that man was going to have in the earth. Mm -hmm. He was actually coming up. It was, and it, was, and it was much bigger than that, but it was also it was it was dealing with the chaos and the confusion that had been 
um, that had been established by Satan and all of his fallen angels when they were held down and, and, they, and, and, and they started doing stuff that they didn't have no business doing. And God said, I'm a, I'm a, I had to go clean that up for my man. And he functioned and he showed his entrepreneurial skill um, um, as, as, as God. And, you know, that's significant. Um, it's called the law first mentioned. Anytime God reveals himself, anytime one of his names is mentioned in the scripture, anytime something, a concept, a precept, a concept, a principle is mentioned in the Bible, that first time it's mentioned is very significant. Mm -hmm. And in this particular case, God's first revelation to man of himself was his entrepreneurial side. Mm -hmm. That's significant. That's significant. Then when he created this man, he put him in the garden. He didn't give him a job. Well, his time was relegated by, you know, uh, his time was determined how wealthy he become. He, he put him in the most... And we don't have time to go into this, but he put him in the in the in the most in the most abundant ab abundant environment he can possibly put him in. He gave him he had as much liberty as he can possibly give him. The one thing God didn't want his man to worry about was poverty. Mm -hmm. He did not have to, he didn't want him to worry about poverty and lack. He didn't want him to worry about that at all. He didn't want he didn't want him to worry about working hard. All he had to all he wanted him to do was focus on his purpose for existence in the earth, mm -hmm. and that was to that was to subdue. That was to be fruitful. That was to subdue. That was to have dominion. That was to replenish, right? That he he wanted him to focus on that assignment. Don't you know, want you worry about worry about um, uh, uh, lack and and not having? So that's why he told him, listen, of all the trees in the garden, of all of them, you got you got access to all of them, and you may freely eat of them whenever you want to, right? That speaks of abundance, freely, and all everything, every tree. Like he was he had abundance. He said, but there's one tree though, I need you to leave alone. Mm. Don't mess with that one. Mm. And there's a reason why he told him that. I don't know if you want to get into that right now, um, but now, well, I want to ask. So, what, what, what about those people who who find um, those people who who choose their idea of meekness in poverty? Like there are people who take on you know oaths of servitude, right? And the the thought process is that makes that makes them more honorable or more uh, for, for for lack of a better term you know closer to being uh on a a higher plane of existence because they're not reliant upon you know money and, and all that all those type of things what, what would you say to those people they deceive <laughs> <laughs> they confuse they confuse they confuse they're ignorant yeah they're religious Okay. They deceive. They ignorant. They really. I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to be rude and rude, right, but right. that's just that's what it is. That's what that's what the word of God is. John the Baptist would say some other stuff about him. He go hard at him, but I'm being yeah. nice about it. They just don't know better. Right. They've been taught. They've been taught that poverty is piousness. They've been taught foolishness. They don't understand the different levels of God. They don't understand the different degrees of God. They don't understand how God operates. They don't understand that God doesn't want us living in poverty. They don't understand that Satan is poverty. Yeah. They don't understand that they're lying anyway. Because you can't live on this earth without money. That's true. I shouldn't say they're lying. I shouldn't say that. At very least, they deceive. What would you say they deceive? Okay. Mm -hmm. They don't know better. Because you, you, they got money. They paying for something. Like, you, like, it costs to live on the earth. Yeah. Like, like somebody, either they paying or somebody paying for them. But money is involved in their life. It's impossible. God didn't, he designed it to be that way. He designed, like the gold and the bedulum and the silver and, 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 and the precious stones and all that, that stuff he put in the earth. Yeah. Like, God is not surprised that we have an economy that's based off of leveraging 
goods and services and the resources that God's put in the earth. They're like, this was his plan. Right. It's just been perverted to a certain degree. Right. But that's why Jesus came to restore back to man the wisdom and the knowledge of God so that we can create an economy, an economy that's not, that's not um, perverted in the sense that it's perverted now. Right. Um, there's a scripture in, uh, oh, it's right there behind us. In, uh, uh, Ecclesiastes, verse 5 is 9, it says, The wealth of the earth is for everyone. Like, the mm -hmm. wealth of the earth is for everyone. Mm -hmm. And it says, it says, even the kings are fed by a by, by portion of the thing. I want to read it. But it talks about, the, like, like, there shouldn't be poverty in the earth. Right. Right? But, but, but um, the love of money, not money, the love of money has created this evil structure of, of, um, of capitalism that you can have one person be the richest man in the world, but he got people working for him that's, on, that's making minimum wage. Like it shouldn't be. That's just, it's, it's perverted. Well, you just, I, I, I want to give you an opportunity to get to the verse yeah, you want right. to get to, but I, I, I do want to uh, take it back to uh, the beginning of, of you know, where, this, where this conversation really begins, which is the garden, right? Mm -hmm. And um, you, you mentioned the word evil. Right. Mm -hmm. We were having a conversation mm -hmm. before this, uh, before we started, um, you know, where you talked about um, the evil. Mm -hmm. Can you mm -hmm. go into that a little bit? Because I think that speaks to a, a, the, the concept of, you know, what what people have been worried about mm -hmm. and what people need to be worried about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Uh, the scripture says this. I'm, I'm going to get to this one first. It says, moreover, the profit of the earth is for all. Like God designed the earth and he put that for there to be profit in the earth. I'm talking about from the silver. Just think about it. Think about it. From man has learned to leverage all the resources that God has put in the earth. I'm talking about from the fish to whales to animals to, I'm talking about, they sell elephant, ivory, I mean, everything. It, it's just, it's just moreover the earth, I mean, the profit of the earth is for all. Right, the silver, the gold, it was for everybody. Almost 7.5 billion people. Mm -hmm. yeah. Everybody was supposed to profit from the earth, from the, from the resource that God put in the earth. Well, there's supposed to be no poverty. Well, supposed to be no poverty like that. But when you go into a production-based economy instead of a provisional-based economy, right. now you have what you have. Right. So that's the economy of the kingdom is a provision-based economy. The economy of the of the world or society is a production-based economy. Whoever can whoever whoever can get work the hardest or get the upper hand. On the competition is the one who gonna win. Well, that's 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 not God's economy, and that's mm -hmm. but that's the economy we're training and we're trying to teach believers or kingdom citizens to operate in. Mm -hmm. That's what we're getting off at, right? Um, that's why you still have that same that same uh, that same equation or that same outcome in the church, where you got you got wealthy you got the wealthy rich folks in the church, you got the folks that still living beneath the poverty line. It's not supposed to be that way. Right. It was, that's why the Bible says when they had all things common. Because they were getting back to a provisional-based structure where we all bring our wolf together. And if my brother's poor, then I'm going to do everything I can to help him bring himself up. I'm going to help him to discover. I'm going to help him to develop. I'm going to help him to design. I'm going to help him to deploy the gift set that God has given him, the wisdom that God has given him, mm -hmm. the spiritual skill, um, the spiritual gifting, the natural gifting, the acquired skill. I'm going to help him to understand all of those things, how to put those things together, and I'm going to give him the resources he needs financially to invest himself and put him in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's the idea of having all things common. You know, it's not giving folks a handout or giving folks, you know, fish here and there. It's no, it's helping him to build wealth the way God wants him to build wealth. Mm -hmm. But we got to get the believer, got to believe that God wants him wealthy. Mm -hmm. And so what, um, what the question that Aramis brought out was, in the beginning, uh, there was a provisional-based economy that God provided for Adam. And uh, because the um, serpent 
who who was extremely persuasive. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Can I can I can I can I can I say it? Can I say it? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh my god! So so. Uh, remember what it we, was, remember what we left off about. It about, was revealed yeah. to me yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Lucifer convinced yeah. one oh, third yeah. Oh, yeah, of all the angels, right? Yeah. And then and then we went into depth on that, right? So mm-hmm. so angels were created to love God, right? Yeah. That's all they know. They don't have they don't have choice like humans have choice. Yeah. It just is what it is in that in that spiritual realm, right? So so the idea. That you convince one third of people who who just it's just in them to love God. That's what that's why right. they created no yeah. choice. You yeah. convince one third of them that they are going to be the other two thirds of the <laughs> angels and God. Right, right. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. That man, that man but, <laughs> got some skills, right, right. Yeah. But that's that. So, so the 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 message in that that I yeah. want to make sure we bring out because we're not we're not we're not propping up Lucifer. But right. the idea is the idea is. There, there is a type of persuasion, mm-hmm. right? That 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 we have that we have knowledge of. Is that the right way to say yeah, it? Knowledge, yeah, knowledge of or access yeah, to, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, like we that. can operate in that same fashion as entrepreneurs, right? Right. Because because ultimately, as what what sales is, and we'll eventually get to the sales is about it's a matter of persuasion. Yeah. God is a great persuasionist. I mean, Jesus was an ultimate persuader. Like 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 think about Abraham. He was persuaded to leave. Not convinced. Yeah, he was persuaded. persuaded. Right. He was persuaded. God persuades you. In other words, he presents to you, he acknowledges that you have an issue. He understands your issue better than you understand your issue. Yeah. So he gives you a solution that's going to deal with the root cause of the issue. Yep. Remember, God's provision, and this is when we get into Jehovah Jireh, his provision and his provisionary methods are designed to last you for a lifetime, not for a day, mm. not for a week, mm-hmm. not for a season, a but for a lifetime. Like Adam, Adam's life in the garden, that was going like like every tree, freely, right. all the time, whenever you want to, for the rest of your life. See, but most of us don't see Jehovah Jireh as a lifetime provisional uh, process. We just, right. just, like, just get me to get me to the end of the month. Right. Let me help right. me keep my phone on today. Yes. Like, don't let them put the boot on my car and take it away. Let me get right. this promotion. Let me get like, this promotion. It has nothing to do with what you're calling it. Right. That's that's right. That's <laughs> that's not the mindset God wants us to have of Him as Jehovah Jireh. Mm. Right. Um, my my folks, uh, Maverick City, they just made a great song called Jehovah Jireh. So. Um, that's what made this brought this 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 dimension, this aspect of God's nature and character to the forefront, because He's Jehovah Jireh. Everybody run around singing Jireh. They just won Grammys and all that other stuff. They just won, wow. so it's very popular. Mm-hmm. But we have to understand who He is and what that means. He's His kingdom economy is a provisional based structure that is headed by the revelation of Jehovah Jireh. The Lord, the Lord shall see to it. Like the provision, the provision that God provided to Abraham, because that's what Jehovah Jireh was originally manifested, is when God Abraham was asked to take Isaac and make and sacrifice and offer him up, right? Um, and so when he offered him up, when he was about to offer him up, there was a ram caught in the thicket, right? Now that that provision that God provided for Abraham was was the was the remedy that enabled Isaac's um, life to last forever now. Mm. That was a lifetime provision for Isaac. Right. <laughs> like that was it. That enabled Isaac to live for the rest of his days. That enabled Abraham to live out the rest of his life. That provision. But we don't see that. We don't see that. And we just think God just delivered him in that moment. No. That was God saying, I'm, I'm going to be your provision for the rest of your days. Right. 
He says, now I know you my guy. Now I know you my guy. Now I know I'm going to provide for you. And from that moment on, even before that, and even after that, Abraham didn't have to worry about wealth. Right. That stuff started coming to him. And not just for Abraham. I'm, this for your seed too. This for your seed, right? So, um, yeah, Lucifer. How we y'all even know how we y'all name? Yeah, but Lucifer. Uh, Lucifer. Point out the persuasion aspect. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. God's the ultimate persuader. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I mean, I mean, because uh, now, now we actually, we actually in the process of studying uh, the serpent's persuasion tactics that he that he used on Eve. Eve, right. Yeah. So, so you know, if you into marketing and all, you know, there's this idea of neurological linguistic programming mm. that that we can get into. That really, that if you're really good at it, then you can begin to get the the marketplace to think of the way you want them to think about your right. product. Well, we didn't just come up with that. That's right. not something that just, I mean, they, the folks coming up with something about they came up with, you didn't come up with this stuff been in existence the whole time. Right. It's in the word of God. Yeah. You didn't come up with that, yeah. right? So Satan, he, he did a version of NLP on Eve. He got Eve to think the way he wanted her to think and to see that his solution or, or what he was offering her was better than what she already had. Right. And we know that wasn't the case, but that's what happened. Right. Because the serpent now was 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 the embodiment or was was embodied by Satan. Now he was Satan. And he went from Lucifer to Satan. Mm -hmm. but, but the point is, your point was Lucifer was extremely persuasive, yeah. right? And for the record, angels they have the ability to choose, but they don't have the right to choose. Ah. Yeah, they okay. have the that's ability the to choose, right, 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 right. but they don't have the right to choose like we do. Okay. And I and I really believe it's rooted in what they know. Because they know God in his fullness. Mm. They know God as he is. They don't need faith. Wow. They, live by, they live by sight. They live by what they see on the record. They see God in all of his glory. Yeah. Right? And so angels have the ability to choose, but they don't have the right to choose. And, and, and like you said, he convinced two-thirds. I mean, he convinced one-third one of them folks that they can overcome two-thirds of the folks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and defeat God. Wow. Like you talk about persuasive, you talk about a skilled, a skilled salesman. It behooves us to study his tactics. Yeah. Now he is who he is. Right. We don't have to. We don't have to take the nature behind his tactics or the spirit behind. But the tactics, like like who you think he learned that from? Exactly. He saw God. Yep. He saw God operating, and really he thought he can overthrow God, right? Mm -hmm. um, but anyway. Uh, that, that beginning, God created a provisional structure for um, man to live in that, that all he would need to do was maintain it, pretty much. Right? That, so, so, so we teach three mechanisms. We teach making money, uh, managing money, and multiplying money. Mm -hmm. um, the production or the making money part was what God had already done for uh, man. He had, he had really provided everything he, had, he needed. Now he just had to dress it and keep it. He had to manage what was going to happen in the earth. Right. He had called the ground was going to bring forth. The, the, the curse the curse that God put on the earth is why we have to till the ground. It's why we have to work hard on the ground. It's why it's so hard and strenuous and you got to weigh yourself. You, you know, before get back aches and back problems and ulcers and all kind of stuff. That, that wasn't supposed to be. We, when, when, the, when the fall happened, all that stuff came into play. Hmm. To the glory of God, Jesus came to restore that kingdom economy, that kingdom structure once again, and reconnect, reconnect man back to that structure, right? That structure wasn't destroyed. It was just, it was just cut off from man. Right. Well, Jesus came to connect man back to that kingdom economy structure of a provision-based structure. That don't mean we, got, we don't have to put work, we don't have to put, do things together because we, we got to manifest things, right? And manifestation is about even God, when he, when he, the first thing God manifested, 
as it related to man, was man. Well, even God had to put some work in. He had to put his hands to work, right? He had to pick up some dirt and he had to formulate it. He had to put it together. Right. When he created the woman, he had, to take, he, take, he had to take some substance. He had to take the rib from the man and he had to, he had to I'm, talking about, I'm talking about design this thing, like, like everything about it was, was mm -hmm. special, right? He designed it in a way. So, so, it, so manifestation always involves the work of man's hands. Mm. It involves the work of God's hands. How can, it, how can it not involve the work of man's hands? So when it comes to manifestation, we have to be able to put things together. We have to be able to take resources and put them together. Right. And so he created that system for man to live in. And, but when man fell, everything changed. More money, more problems. Money is the root of all evil. <laughs> I saw a video of uh, Jamie Foxx doing an interview. He was talking about a conversation he had with Mike Tyson. Uh, and this is after, you know, Mike was done boxing and, and you know, he, he, he wasn't rich anymore, right? And he said he called Mike and asked Mike how he was doing. And, and you know, Mike was like, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. And, and, and Jamie was like, well, I mean, you, you broke now, essentially. You know, but Mike said, Mike said he, was, he was happy that he didn't have the money anymore because he didn't have... You know the, the the vultures coming after him, the people begging him for money and stuff like that. Can you talk about? Can you talk about this mentality that kind of kind of developed against money or against having money? Mm -hmm. Where you know, like I said, people have these sayings. You know, more more money, more problems, or or you know, money is the root of all evil. Like th those are those are wicked mindsets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it's and it and it's overwhelmingly prevailing in the church. One is because there's, a, there's two things out, two ways I'll answer that. One is because there's a misinterpretation of the scripture where it says uh, the love of money is the root of all evil. Mm -hmm. And uh, it doesn't say money is the root of all evil. Actually, the Bible teaches the opposite. It, actually, the Bible teaches money is the answer to all things. Over in Ecclesiastes, it says a feast is made for laughter and wine maketh merry. But money answers all things. In other words, money was designed to be a solution. Right. Money was designed to help you solve problems. Money was designed to help you bring, uh, bring, bring peace out of chaos. Right? To bring order out of confusion, to bring life out of death. Money was designed to be a, to be a servant, not a master. Mm. But we've made it a master. That's why Jesus said you can't serve two masters. Even that, that don't mean he wants you broke. Right. That means he don't want you working for money. He wants money working for you. Right. Right? He says, he said, what rich folk, rich folk, well, I remember when I, when, I, when, I, when I got this revelation, <laughs> folks with wealth, folks who have money, they don't work for money. Money now works for them. So they can be wealthy and serve God. See, the idea, here's the idea behind, the foundational idea behind serving, serving um, mammon instead of serving God is exchanging time for money. Mm. That's why the Bible says we're supposed to redeem our time. Mm. We're supposed to buy back our time. Right. There's only one way to back, back, buy back our time. is when I stop exchanging my time for money. Right. I'm now exchanging my gifting for, and, my, and my solution for, for your wealth. And I can do that based on my time. And that's the biggest issue. Because when it really comes down to it, Satan is after your time. If he can get you to waste time and, and, and make little use of your time and be lazy with your time and, 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 and not have you uh, do the thing that God has called you to do with your time so that he can make it as if you never existed in the earth. That's wow. his idea. He says this. He says, the thief coming not but to steal, to kill, and destroy. That idea of destruction means that he don't even want there to be any trace of your existence in the earth. Well, that goes a step further, right? Because the, there's, there's also uh, something in the word that talks about how much we're, we're to leave as an inheritance. Yes, yes. Right? A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Right. In other words, my children don't have to start from ground zero. 
That shouldn't be the case. Each generation, each generation by children, should, they should be starting from a higher place. If it goes the way the word is supposed to go. Well, if Satan had his way, he wants your children to start off with nothing. What's nothing? Poverty. Right. He wants you to start off in poverty. And he's going to make it, and it's, it's hard. It's not, it's, not, it's not as easy as we want to make it sound to come out of poverty. Because you don't have the resources, you don't have the people around you, you don't have the, you don't have the wisdom, you don't have the knowledge, you don't have the understanding, you don't have the, you don't have the tool set, you don't have the gift set, I mean, you don't have the mindset that you've always, a, poverty is one of the, it is the most wicked thing that can ever happen to a person, it's poverty. It affects you on all three levels, it affects you, it affects you spiritually, it affects you socially, it affects you physically, it affects you economically, it affects you socially, it, it, is, it is the worst thing, that's why God hates it, and it's not his will at all. Right. So when people come up with these different uh, sayings that, that, that is holding the church in bondage that, that, you know, more money, more problems and the love of money is the root of all evil and you can't serve God and man, they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> they're an offense to God. Mm. And they don't even realize it. They're an offense to God because they're hindering, they're hindering the progress of God's people. And don't mess with God's people. Say, listen, listen, listen. Say, listen, if you, if you, if you mess with God's people, he gonna, he gonna deal with you. Mm. If you hinder his people from getting into what he wants, what he has for them, he gonna deal with you. Mm -hmm. The issue is this. The first thing is they, they, they misinterpret those scriptures. The second thing is they have a mis, they have the wrong mindset toward money. Jesus said, we're supposed to use our wealth to make friends. Mm. He said, we're supposed to use your, use your money to make friends instead of using friends to make money. There's a difference, right? I'm supposed to do everything that I can with my wealth to make your life better. Wow. If I'm doing everything that I can to make your life better with my wealth, wouldn't you want to be my friend? Yeah. No doubt about it. <laughs> I don't have a problem with people wanting to be my friend for money. That's, that's biblical. But the Bible says a poor man, they say his neighbor don't have nothing to do with him. Mm. They said a poor man's neighbor don't, man, get away from me. Poor man, man, poor man, poor man, neighbor see you coming, they go, they, they close the curtain, they lock the door, <laughs> they, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. <laughs> they tell the kid to be quiet. <laughs> Let <laughs> them knock on the door. They won't pay no attention, right? That's what. That's what. That's how a neighbor treats a poor neighbor. Mm. This whole idea of God wanting us poor and, and, and God don't care nothing about bed. It's all. It's all a lie. It's all a lie from the pit of hell. And I, you know, you know, you, you know, you know, you got folks out there that's in the pulpit teaching. And they just don't know better. God have mercy on their soul. But that's why we. Build, that's why we designed building wealth God's way, so that we can we can present a different perspective. Of God, we can people can see God as the ultimate entrepreneur. And listen, there's a whole lot of folks out there doing. It. There's some great people that are doing some good things. But, but I think I think one of the things that's going to be unique about how we present this is, is we're bringing we're going to the we're going back to the original mind of God, mm. and the foundational kingdom economic structure. You got a lot of folks using the word kingdom and throwing the word kingdom out there, and they don't even understand what the kingdom's economy foundationally is and how it operates. Mm. But we're going to give that we're going to give that perspective and and hopefully be able to empower and enrich a lot of God's people and then over into you know those you know it's supposed to be so that God's people are so they're so rooted in operating in the blessing mm -hmm. even the blessing that's a more, that's a popular word that we throw around right yeah. what's the law of the blessing It's to make one rich right. that's the when you talk about I'm blessed I'm blessed okay how you building wealth then. Like, like the law of the blessing is to make one rich. And add no sorrow. And eliminate sorrow. That idea of sorrow is anxiety, stress, worry, heartache, disappointment, discouragement. 
Eliminate wealth eliminates all of that stuff. Problems. Problems. <laughs> eliminates all so, that problems. So you were supposed to have more money more with money. no problem. With no problem. Money will solve. But you, if you don't have the right perspective of money, yeah. and if you don't have the if you don't have God's mind for money, then 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 it's gonna cause you grief. Yeah. It's gonna cause you grief. Mm. It's gonna cause you heartache. Mm. And so we're gonna we're gonna help people to avoid that. We're gonna help people to come into a whole nother mind as it pertains to God. As the ultimate entrepreneur, as it pertains to Jesus, as a businessman, not a religious man, as a king whose mindset is on your provi your provision and protecting and promoting you, and we're gonna we're gonna talk how God is God is Himself is a kingmaker. Mm. God wants to make you a king, according to Hebrews eleven verse six. He says He's a remunerator. The idea of a remunerator is to make another wealthy. He want to make it's, it was words actually used by kings when in their conversation and it, it always deals with large sums of money. When you talk about remunerating, it didn't deal with you know chump change. It deals with large sums of money. Right. He says he says he says you can't even hang out with me if you don't believe I'm gonna make you wealthy. Mm. That's what God said. You can't even be around me if you don't want to be wealthy. Mm. Man, that's different than what folks talking about. That's different than what folks talking about piety. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's that sure. what he said. Yeah. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And he that cometh unto God must believe that he is. What? That he is, I am that I am, and he's a rewarder. Remunerator of those who diligently seek him. That means to make, a, that make, to make another wealthy. If you ain't coming to him like that, man, he don't say, man, wait right here, I'll be back. He won't see him. <laughs> you sit right here, I'll be back. I'll be back. Uh, well, all right, we gotta stop. Yes, we gotta go. <laughs> so, if you are ready to stop exchanging your time for money and start building wealth to leave your children's children, tune in next week and we got a lot of good stuff coming. So, thank you for joining us. Hey, what's up? I'm sure you heard something that either changed you, challenged you, or is going to transform your life. If you want to hear more of this valuable content related around building wealth God's way, go to our Build Wealth God's Way website and you will be blessed beyond measure.